0: Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Brian Vladik Hassel was born in Russia and spent the first few years of life in an orphanage. When he was five years old in 2004, he would be adopted along with his biological sister, Irina. His family resided in the United States and Brian would grow up with seven other siblings. After school, Brian, who now preferred to go by his Russian birth name, Vladik or Vlad, joined the United States Marine Corps, but he didn't settle in well to marine life and he would be honorably discharged a year later for failure to adapt. After moving around a bit, Vlad settled in the East Orlando, Florida area with his dad. He was known to be kind to everyone and often would help out the homeless people in the area, even if Vlad himself didn't have much. In October 2021, Vlad had taken a new intense interest in religion. And because of this, he decided to get rid of his phone and his tablet as he considered those items distractions from getting into heaven. He did get a flip phone for emergencies, basically because his family had insisted. In November, Vlad's father took a road trip to Tennessee. Vlad didn't want to go, so he stayed behind. When his dad returned from this trip on November 15th, Vlad was nowhere to be found. His flip phone was left behind in the apartment. Vlad hasn't been seen or heard from since. Where is Brian Vladik Hassel? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast in another unsolved missing person case. The case of Brian or Vladik Hassel hasn't made headlines near as much as it should have, although the family has been doing everything they can for exposure and awareness. Vladik has been missing now since November of 2021, with little to no clues since his disappearance. He did vanish under some bizarre circumstances, which we will get into, but I do think that this case is solvable. I think this case can benefit from more people knowing about it and more people being on the lookout for Vladik. I want to give a big welcome to our newest Patreon members, Kim and Football in High Heels. Thank you so much for your support. Your support helps us donate to charities and families of the missing. Our latest donation was to the family of Selena Garcia. It's so frustrating to me that her case is struggling to gain any traction at all in the media. If you haven't heard her story yet, please go check it out and share it any way you can. The family is continuing to fight for help in locating Selena. As always, our Patreon link and all of the links to our social media will be in the show notes. You can find my email there as well. Please continue to share your case suggestions and your charity partner suggestions. So now let's get into the case of Brian Vladik Hassel. We will call him Vladik or Vlad since that is what he seemed to go by to most people. Vladik was born in Russia along with his older sister, Irina. He would spend the first few years of his life in a Russian orphanage until he and Irina were adopted by an American family. He was five years old when he moved to the United States in 2004. Vladik would grow up with his biological sister, along with six other siblings. The family was generally close, even though his adopted parents would separate. Vladik was also known to be very likable, very friendly with everyone he met he loved playing basketball, and he talked all the time about how he couldn't wait to join the U.S. Marines after high school, something that he indeed did do in 2018. After graduating boot camp, Vladik was assigned a desk job in the Marines, something that he wasn't happy about and did not enjoy doing. In 2019, Vladik was honorably discharged from the Marines for failure to adapt. He told his family that his past childhood struggles from his early years in Russia played a role in this discharge, but the family isn't 100% on what happened there. After getting released from the Marines, Vladik was a little lost. His only goal had been to become a Marine, so he wasn't sure what he wanted to do now. Vladik moved in with his father for a short time before moving to Michigan to live with one of his sisters. And he really seemed to do better in Michigan. He found a job as an environmental services agent at a hospital, and he really enjoyed working there. Things would change, however, when his sister lost her job during the height of the COVID pandemic in 2020. For a while, Vladik supported her and her daughter, but eventually they would all move and relocate to Nashua, New Hampshire. Vladik didn't thrive in New Hampshire, however, and when he lost his job there, he decided to move back to Florida to live with his father. In November of 2020, Vlad and his father moved into an apartment at The Place at Alifaya, a complex located on the east side of Orlando. The next year, in 2021, Vladik developed an interesting fascination with religion and heaven, and no one quite knows what started this or where this came from. He went from being a young guy who enjoyed having nice basketball shoes and the newest cell phones to now thinking that all of those things were a waste and a distraction from getting him into heaven. He gave away his phone and his tablet and he only got a flip phone when his dad insisted that he have some type of way to communicate. During this time, Vlad was also known to hang out and help the homeless, often giving them money, even if he himself had little to nothing. Vlad was always a kind and generous kid growing up, but it seemed like during this time of struggle in his life, helping the homeless was a way for him to feel useful. The Disappearance On November 3rd, 2021, Vlad's car breaks down. It ends up being towed to a shop where it was scheduled to be fixed, although it was going to take some time. Vlad's father was also planning a trip to Tennessee with one of Vlad's sisters. He asked Vlad to go, but ultimately Vlad decided to stay home and not go with them. This was really not too out of the ordinary. Vlad generally liked doing his own thing, and he was often known to make last-minute decisions and change his mind. But on the morning of November 5th, Vlad's father would leave for a 10 day road trip and Vlad would stay behind in Orlando. On that day, November 5th, Vlad does go to his favorite coffee shop hangout, Foxtail Coffee. Later into the night, at 2 a.m., in the early morning hours of November 6th, actually, Vlad has a conversation on the phone with his sister, Irina. This was not unusual for them to have a call at this hour. And Irina would later say that it was just a normal conversation, a conversation that lasted around six minutes. Around 7 a.m., Vlad goes back to Foxtail Coffee Shop and sits at a table. But around 8.26 a.m., management has to ask him to leave because a customer had complained about some strange behavior from Vlad saying that he was pacing back and forth, and then apparently when he sat down at the table, he put a pocket knife in front of him while staring at some patrons. The pocket knife, incidentally, was purchased just a few days prior, and when his dad asked why he would spend his money on a pocket knife, Vlad said it was for protection. No one knows why he thought he might have needed protection, and at this time his dad didn't really think too much about it. The police were called to the coffee shop during that incident and they had a brief interaction with Vlad. From there, Vlad would leave the coffee shop on foot. Vlad's family was unable to get a hold of him for the next several days. His father arrived back home in Orlando on November 15th and noticed that Vlad wasn't only missing, but it didn't seem that he had even been at the apartment at all while he was gone. All of the food remained untouched. In an Amazon package that had been delivered November 8th, was still sitting outside the front door. Vlad's cell phone was also found in his room. His father and his sisters now try to track him down any way they can, but they have no luck. And on November 16th, 2021, Vladik was officially reported as missing. Before we dive into the search and investigation for Vlad, The Search and Investigation. Right away, Vlad's sisters took to social media to try and get help for Vlad's case. Mainstream media wasn't too interested in covering the case. And his family knew they needed people from all over to keep their eyes open for Vlad. And they were concerned for a few reasons. Vlad had never just up and vanished before, and he was generally close with his family. For him to do this without notifying anyone, something had to be going on. Vlad had also been acting somewhat strange in the months leading up to his disappearance. All of his talk about religion, his feeling of being kind of lost in what to do with his life, getting rid of his electronics, his family had a reason to be worried. If Vlad was in some kind of trouble or distress, they needed to find him. Authorities do start to retrace his steps to kind of get an idea of when Vlad was last seen. And it was confirmed that he was at that coffee shop on the morning of November 6th, as early as 7 a.m. His sisters found that in itself as odd. If he was up late through the night, which we know he was through the conversation with one of his sisters, then they said Vlad would always sleep late the next day. So what was he doing at the coffee shop at 7 a.m.? That seemed abnormal to them. A maintenance worker at the complex reported seeing Vlad and speaking to him on November 12th an account that law enforcement has deemed as possibly credible, but Vlad's family says that doesn't make a lot of sense to them. There was no sign of him at his apartment after November 6th, and there was no usage of his cell phone, the one that had been left behind at his apartment either. No usage at all after that call with Irina in the early morning hours of November 6th. But another friend of Vlad's said that Vlad had called him on November 14th to ask if he could stay with him. But he had told him no because he had a wife and kids and he just didn't have a lot of room. Vlad then mentioned to him that he was going to go off grid. With this information in hand, law enforcement turned up the physical searches of wooded areas in and around East Orlando. There was a patch of woods behind the apartment complex and search dogs were brought in to comb through the area. Authorities also used helicopters and drones to try to cover a wider area. One of Vlad's shoes was found in that wooded area, a red Nike slide, but no other signs of Vlad were found. Vlad didn't have a car. His was still in the shop, and no one had come forward to say they gave him a ride anywhere. Does this mean wherever Vlad went, he was on foot? If he did indeed leave the area on November 6th, the last official sighting of Vlad at the coffee shop, and then his father didn't come home until November 15th, this gave him a nine-day head start to get somewhere. But where? Vlad's family canvassed the area of East Orlando themselves and spoke to many people. And one thing that stood out to me is that When they spoke to many of the homeless people in that area, they all had a lot to say about Vlad, and it was all good. Vlad was known to frequent where they hung out, and he often helped them out. And in fact, a couple of the people they spoke to there offered to do whatever they could to help Vlad, because Vlad had helped them out so much. And it really is moving to hear that Vladik, no matter what he had going on personally, was so devoted to helping others when they needed it most. Orlando, Florida. Most people are familiar with Orlando, Florida. It's a huge tourist city with Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld of Orlando, and many other attractions nearby. In fact, Orlando claims to be home to over a dozen theme parks. Orlando is also home to over 300,000 permanent residents, but it brings in millions of tourists annually also. Vlad and his dad specifically lived in what is known as the East Orlando area, just down the street from UCF, the University of Central Florida. The apartment complex sits off of a busy six-lane highway. And if you've ever been to Orlando, you know the traffic there can be exceptional. It's not clear how Vlad was getting around at this time, being without a car. But there are sidewalks and bus stops all up and down that highway, that highway known as North Alafaya Trail. There are also a few bodies of water around the area, It's Florida after all, and you'll find that across the entire state mostly ponds and creeks, nothing too major or too large right in that immediate vicinity. And I don't know if any bodies of water were ever searched. Right behind the apartment complex is a patch of woods, and it's hard to see how dense that area truly must be. And I believe this might be the area where his shoe was found, so I'm sure that that. Patch of Woods was searched fairly well, at least. Foxtail Coffee is located just about 1.3 miles from his apartment, really close to UCF area, really close to the UCF area, in an area where Vlad was known to hang out often. And it would be an easy walk for him, even without a car. But after that incident, on the morning of November 6th, Vlad was asked to leave and not come back. Which does leave me wondering, what happened to cause him to behave in that way in the first place? And could them asking him to leave and not come back and having the police called on him, could that have triggered something in him causing him to want to leave? Orlando offers many modes of transportation, too. If Vlad was looking to leave the area, it seems there's plenty of buses that run through the city there's an Amtrak station, and there's no shortage of ways to get around. Now how extensively those modes of transportation were looked into, it's hard to say. The police were at a disadvantage because they did start investigating so many days after Vlad was last seen. I'm sure that finding surveillance footage or CCTV with the buses or with Amtrak was not an easy thing to do. The family also worked hard to put up billboards around Orlando and they received donations to help them do just that. In fact, I believe one of the billboard companies themselves donated some space for them to put up a billboard. It has been a continued struggle for them to get the attention they need to Vlad's case, but they are definitely fighting the fight to do just that. Theories and Possibilities Vlad's family has no idea what happened to Vlad or where he could have went, but they do have some concerns. Number one, could Vlad have indeed gone to live off-grid? This is what he allegedly told his friend he was going to do. What would have prompted him to do this? And was he prepared enough to do this all by himself at the age of 22? Could he have been having some mental health struggles? And most importantly now is, where is he? Number two, did Vlad want to harm himself? His behavior seemed odd leading up to his disappearance, including a lot of talk about making it into heaven. He was struggling, trying to find his place in society, especially after leaving the Marines. Did all of this catch up to him? But if so, where did he go? Number three. Is it possible Vlad got caught up with a religious group? Could he possibly have left to go live with a group like this in secret? Perhaps he was being mentored with these religious beliefs and he was finally lured away from home. But again, he didn't leave a trail of information leading anyone to find any communication that he might have had with any group in particular. But he was getting his religious ideas from somewhere. Number four. Did Vlad meet with foul play? Could he have angered the wrong person with his strange behavior and with his brandishing of his knife? I certainly think that's a possibility also. And if he did meet with foul play, someone did harm him. They could have taken him anywhere. Number five. Could Vlad be living among a homeless population somewhere? He was known to communicate and spend a lot of time with many of them, although the family has checked with a lot of these people and in a lot of these areas. But is it possible that he's in a different area? He was certainly comfortable interacting with them. Maybe he felt he could join them and kind of blend in. Again, this is one of those cases that has so few clues. Almost any of these possibilities is as likely as the other. What do you think happened to Brian Vladik Hassel? Vladek is described as a Caucasian male standing 5 foot 8 inches tall and weighing around 220 pounds at the time he disappeared. Vlad was 22 years old then in November of 2021, and he would today be 24 years old. He has light brown hair and blue eyes. He was last known to be in the area of Foxtail Coffee on the morning of November 6th, 2021. Although there was a possible sighting of him on November 12th at the apartment complex. But I do wonder if the maintenance man didn't get his dates messed up, which can be easy to do but it's still a possibility he was around the apartment complex at that time. Vlad was last seen wearing khaki shorts, a black jacket, and red Nike slide shoes, although it is believed that one of his shoes has been recovered. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Brian Vladic Hassel is asked to call the Orlando County Sheriff's Office at 407-407. 25470000 His family remains deeply concerned for his well-being and it's been far too long, almost a year and a half without any answers. I encourage you to follow his family's efforts to find Vlad on their social media pages. They have a Facebook page set up for him. You can find that at find Brian Hassel. Show your support, follow their page, and let's help his case, his name, and his photo be seen by more people. You can also find some video and additional photos of Vlad over there as well. Thank you so much for listening to Vlad's story today. A young man who could possibly be out there and be in need of help. It's crucial that we keep sharing his story. Please keep an eye on our social medias. We will post any updates if there are any. Make sure you're following us over on Instagram. We do post missing person flyers there almost daily on our stories. And we appreciate all the shares and the support over there to help the faces of the missing reach more people. You can always reach me with any feedback or case suggestions at canwefindthem@gmail.com. at gmail.com. There's absolutely no shortage of missing person cases out there to share, but I really want to help get out the cases that need help getting exposure. And of course, I need your help to do that. We will have a Patreon episode up soon. The first in our new series, Missing Couples. Stay tuned for that. Thank you again so much for listening to Vlad's story today. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved one.